Welcome to Pictures of a Pandemic, June 23rd, 2020. This is the third episode of American Baptist Home Mission Society's podcast, telling the stories of the toll the coronavirus is taking on American Baptists across the United States and Puerto Rico. I'm Susan Gottschall, Director of Communications, and throughout these several weeks, I'm honored to be in dialogue with pastors, community service directors, and others who are ministering during these very hard days. These are times of sacrifice and serving as our sisters and brothers keepers. We're in this together, I keep hearing over and over. I do believe that together is the only way we'll get through this. Today, I'm talking with a pastor in Hartford, Connecticut, whose story is a powerful example of the impact each of us can have when we do remember that we are our sisters and brothers keepers. Reverend Patricia Lawrence is associate pastor of Memorial Baptist Church in Hartford. Reverend Lawrence, first of all, I understand we might be hearing some background noise during this conversation. Can you tell me a little bit about where that's coming from? Sure. Um, we, my husband and I live with our daughter and her family. So there are three generations of us living in one home during this quarantine time. Uh, my husband has dementia and um, he, he sometimes will wander in to the background <laughs> or the foreground during a conversation. And um, my grandchildren, nine and seven years old, are also in the household. And because there's no school, um, they've been home throughout the whole thing too. So we, we try to keep them entertained while their mother, who's also working from home as a pastor and as a university um, person, uh, has a lot of Zoom meetings, and she's on one right now while I'm talking to you. So the children are watching television. Our son-in-law is out doing his work. Uh, the the dishwasher is running with a dog barking as well, possibly. Okay, we lost part of what you I said because of, but I guess just, you know, um, did you get all the days in which okay. we live? So um, it uh, it is jamming. Yeah. So thank you, for, thank you for that background. Um, Reverend Lawrence, tell me a little bit about your church. Is it a big church, a, a small church, urban church, suburban church? What what what's your it's, church? It's very much an urban church. It's on the southwest end of Hartford, the city, in the city, uh, old neighborhood, very um, multi-ethnic congregation, very small congregation now in a building that seated 350 probably. 400 people at one time. I think the church was never that large uh, in capacity, but it was a good-sized congregation for a lot of years. But we're down to about the last 30 people. Um, most, they're, they're saying that if you come back together, the 60 or 65 and older uh, should not 
come for worship services at this time. And we were counting the other day. I think there were actually only five of us who would be able to go. I'm not one of them. I'm over 70 myself. And most of the congregation actually is more in my age range. Um, my, the, my cohort, my co-pastor, Chuck, is um, he's under 60. So we've kidded. You know, he could meet with the other three or four of them. <laughs> that fall into that group. But uh, there are a few children, but not very many. There is uh, four, four generations of one family still there on Sunday mornings when we meet uh, a grandfather who is in his 90s, a son who is in his late 60s, his daughter who is 30, and then that her daughter who is six so um, we still have that kind of perspective the church is mixed um, racially which is wonderful we also have a Burmese family as well as African-American families white families um, we have a Chinese Jamaican woman um, who comes so there it's quite a variety very city very much I'd say half of the people live who come on Sunday mornings live near enough to the church that they can just walk over. And, so, and how have you found that the pandemic has affected your church and the neighborhood around your church? I actually have not been to the neighborhood since March 8th or March 12th. I, I go down on Sundays and Thursdays, usually very part-time. You know, March 12th was the last time I was there. Uh, so I don't know how the neighborhood is looking at this point, except I do talk, I talk to just about everybody in the congregation on the phone during the month. I try to call the shut-ins frequently. Uh, there are several that are over 90 that live alone at home. Um, and the one in particular had been our director of music for years and years, and she's 90 and living alone. And and um, I always visited her at least once a week, so on Thursdays. So now I call her on Thursdays and other times during the week as well. Um, but it's been very hard. This is a very loving, close-knit uh, remnant remaining of this church. They've been together a lot of years and and some of them grown up together and it's very difficult not to be able to see each other. I do a Zoom meeting now on Thursday mornings. I call it the coffee break at 10 o'clock on Thursday mornings and some of them come on but being an older congregation some people aren't very comfortable computer wise. So uh, in fact, the one person who I know really would like to come um, has a computer, but she said it's too outdated. They can't do anything like zoom on it. And she's in her eighties herself. But um, anyway, we're doing the best we can to stay connected, but it has, it's been hard, hard for these folks to be separated. So many of them do live alone. Um, and they they do well keeping in touch with each other. Some, sometimes when I make a call on the phone, one of the other members is called earlier that day, and you know, so they they call each other and check in. It's a wonderful. It's really just a wonderful congregation. I miss them myself. I've only been there about a year, but got very close to them fast. Mm -hmm. it sounds it does sound like a, a wonderful close knit. Um, congregation it is I, yeah. I can't um 
It's hard to imagine being 90 and being alone. I know. In the midst of all of this. Yeah. 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 Reverend Lawrence, um, I understand that um, uh, you, in the midst of all this, decided to forego your salary. Can you tell me? Tell me about that. Well, I just knew that somehow the pandemic was probably going to be affecting the ability for people to give regularly with their offerings, not being there on Sunday morning for one thing, um, and just not being sure what was going to happen financially to those. Most of the folks are, you know, on limited incomes. So I told the treasurer, right at the end of March, not to be paying me until we see how this all plays out. Um, And we, Chuck, my co-pastor and I had not talked to each other about this, but he also offered the same thing. So both of us have not been paid since April 1st, um, which we're both okay with that. We do have a small support staff uh, custodial person who looks in on the church almost every day. He is there checking to make sure things are okay. Uh, and we do have a Saturday morning person who comes in to take care of the mail. And usually she would be doing the bulletins and that kind of thing. But they they are people who really need to keep their their little bit of salary together. And so we wanted to be sure they would Chuck and I both felt that we wanted to be sure they stayed paid. It was more important than our being paid. Um, The church has done fairly well with the pledges and the offerings coming in. I set up a a PayPal version of giving for Memorial Baptist, and a couple of us are using it. But again, being an older congregation that's not necessarily computer savvy, PayPal's a little scary. So, in fact, I had to, to teach the treasurer and the financial secretary both how to do that, <laughs> how to use it, and to get the money to transfer it into the bank account it was kind of fun. <laughs> I, me, I think, like, I'm teaching them how to do this. <laughs> anyway, did that answer your question? Yeah, so I, I, I guess rambling. it sounds like you have no idea when you will be paid again. Is that true? Is that accurate? Did what? Yeah, you don't know when you will be paid again. We don't know when we'll be paid again. We, we did apply, is it okay to mention this? We, have, we did apply for the federal PPP monies, the payroll protection monies, but some mistake was made in the processing and we were not able to receive it. Um, we don't know what happened. We weren't able to track it down. Uh, the moderator called the SBA and the bank and nobody seems to know what happened, but we we can't get that money. So originally we thought if we got the PPP money that um, I'm, I'm already, de- I've already decided I'm going to let at least the month of April remain unpaid and be fine with that. Um, we'll see how far this goes as to how much we get reimbursed for the, the months that are missed. But for now it's just unending. That's um, it's quite uh, generous of you and inspiring. 
doll. <laughs> it, just, it just felt right, and it, it must it must have moved into Chuck's heart at the same time because we basically told the treasurer without talking to each other at the same time <laughs> to do that. It reminds me of this verse that I looked up yesterday in Peter, on the you know in the Bible um, where he says, "All of you have unity of spirit, sympathy." love for one another, a tender heart and a humble mind. I, it really reminds me of that, you know, um, thank you. Sometimes, um, I think it is, you know, when push comes to shove, it's sometimes hard to walk the talk. Um, but it's always so inspiring when you see someone doing that. Uh, hmm. So, um, thank thank you. you. Thank you so much for inspiring me and I'm sure inspiring um, those who, who hear this. So oh, thank you. Um, sure. So um, blessings on you there in Hartford. Um, thank you. Sure. Um, we're, we're not doing Zoom worship or YouTube worship. We have invited our congregation to listen in on Second Baptist in Suffield, Connecticut, where my daughter is co-pastor. Oh, I see. Um, yeah, so we've been doing we've been doing that, but I I have been sending out a weekly email, a letter, catching up and putting the prayer list together and sending it to them in email along with a sermon uh, and some other prayers, so that they have a way of connecting. And this last week, I put together a little worship um, communion type of thing and emailed it. To the email list and and then one other person will mail out to the people who don't have email so that everybody can get copies of it and it has helped to keep us connected and when i talk to people on the phone they said they're very grateful to have that little bit of email or or regular mail from the church so it sounds like you are doing the very best that you can in this in this whatever you want to call it yeah, whatever it is, it's just it's, it's surreal. It is surreal. Yeah, I do feel that those of us doing these new things, whether it be the YouTube uh, live stream kind of worship or even just the email type, that we are learning some new things. And there's a real sense of God doing a new thing among us here that we needed to catch up with the age we live in. And by golly, we now have to. <laughs> if we want to stay alive at all. But uh, the number of people watching just on my daughter's uh, congregation's web or um, YouTube page from week to week reaches far more than Sunday morning. There are people who have said they can't make Sunday morning church, you know, but now they're getting to watch and be part of a, a service on, that comes from Sunday mornings. And anyway, I think it is God doing a new thing among us. Um, I think it's um, always so interesting that, you know, you hear that old adage, every cloud has a silver lining, you know, so you have to look for um, the, the rainbow after the storm. Um, I think that if you take that frank, if you take that mindset and you mm-hmm. think about, you know, just looking for some positives, that can help you get through a lot of things. It does. Just like this. It does. So um, mm. thank you so much for sharing that. Um, oh, you're welcome. We need to, we need to close, but um, thank you so much for your in- inspiration. And um we will be praying for you and your church and hoping for the time when you can all get together again. 
Oh, thank you. We pray for the American Baptists where you are, too. Love our denomination. Thank you, Reverend Lawrence, for your time. Thank you, Susan. Nice to be with you.